whose stock has gone up and who's gone down after the first week of training camp. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, proudly a part of the Lockdown Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everydayer, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well, or both. Both is good. Um, today, we're going to be kind of doing a nice check-in and stock up, stock down, if you've been a long-time listener of Locked on Sharks. Um, or basically any sports podcast, Stock Up, Stock Down is a very popular, uh, fun game to play where we're just going to kind of check in on guys whose stock has been rising and guys whose stock has been falling in. Uh, we're going to start with the forwards, and then the second segment we'll do uh, the blue liners, and then we'll talk about the goalie battles that have kind of happened in kind of who's just early claims uh, right now. So we'll start positive, and I think um, I want to start with Tomas Hurdle, who's been kind of maybe at least on this podcast has been not talked about too much because there's just so much different things to talk about, right? With all the young forwards, where's Ekman going to play when, et cetera, et cetera. But Tomas Hurdle, um, you have to say stock up to begin with. And I know it's, he's played one game. He had a goal in that game, but from all accounts from practice and what we saw in the game, Hurdle looks like he's coming into camp um, or it came into camp in excellent shape, right? I know Hurdle last year had a, 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 what is considered a down season for Tomas Hurdle um, last year. And like, it wasn't as bad as we, I think we made it out to be. Um, so again, Hurdle last year ended with 63 points um, in 79 games played. He had 22 goals, 41 assists. Um, the year before, which we all thought was a great season from Hurdle, he has 64 points in 82 games. So you could actually say his point production was better. It's just he hit the 30-goal plateau and had 34 assists. Well, last year, he was kind of more of a setup man for Timo Meyer, and he admitted he passed up on some shots to try to get to feed Timo Meyer the puck. Um, I think this year we're going to have Hurdle who's uh you know best shape of his life tomas hurdle uh who's going to come in and i think he's going to be more active in shooting the puck and being one of those guys we've seen it right um this season and at least so far in in training camp and preseason it looks like hurdle has kind of refound the hurdle form that we all expect him to be and as it is he is the unquestioned one c on this team um i think there's we we've talked about all summer where the better depth in the forward group again the talent in not having timo meyer isn't as great but um you know between your mike hoffman's uh, your zadina's your duclairs bear banoffs ecklins um like grandlands whoever you want to throw you know peterson whoever you want to throw out there there's better depth and i think this team is more well suited at least in the forward department um you know where if zadina gets nicked up for a few games or kotor is out for a few games or you know whoever is if guys are kind of in out of the lineup i think they're better suited to kind of um 
deal with those those issues. And I think Hurdle, I don't expect Hurdle to play every game. You know, again, he missed three games last year, two due to suspension, one to the birth of his child, and then he played every game the year before. Uh, we can hopefully, fingers crossed, Hurdle continues to show this healthy streak that he's had the last couple of seasons, even going back to the 2021 season. Um, he played 50 of the 56 games, but I believe, if I recall correctly, uh, some of those were COVID concerns why why he missed some of those games. So uh, I'm not going to – that fit that weird season, I'm not holding that pro or con against anybody, at least when especially when it comes to uh, injuries and missing games. But Hurdle has been healthier the last couple seasons, and, and the hope for him is being in better shape here, better surrounding talent around – depth around him should continue with that. So um, down, stock down. Thomas Bordalo. And again, it's, I don't know with, with Bordalo. It's, it's a little worrisome that we haven't seen him contribute the same way that we saw at the beginning of the season last year with the Barracuda. And I know making the jump from the, and I, you're even going back to the, his small sample size, eight games with, uh, with the sharks when he first signed. Um, and I know it's training camp preseason. You're not playing with the same guys. Um, and this is a big opportunity for Bordalo, right? Especially with Logan Couture being out with an injury. Um, he's, you know, expected week to week. We'll we'll see if Couture is ready. For, he's supposed to get back on the ice some point next week and kind of maybe start ramping up here as he gets ready for the beginning of the season. Um, again, we'll see with Couture. I, I think the Sharks want to be smart with him and don't rush him back for no reason, especially the beginning of a very, very long season. But Bordolo, you were hoping he would kind of, this would be the season, kind of take that next step. And especially if you're playing with Barabanov, Duclair, like those are two good, very good uh, NHL players, right? Duclair is a former 30 goal scorer. Um, Barabanov, we've seen grow in front of our eyes and become a very good NHL player um, who is either going, who's going to demand a, a fairly large contract and we'll we're going to do a bear battle contract here uh before the end of training camp um contract episode but um like those these are very good players right um that, that you're playing with and we haven't really seen bordolo make the impact and i know even on uh wednesday's game where he was playing with kind of more of a barracuda team but you would expect him to perform well especially with kind of the chemistry he has with these guys and it just hasn't – we haven't seen Bordalo kind of take that step I think a lot of us were hoping for. And, again, it's early in preseason. Um, and I ex fully expect at this point if – as soon as Couture is healthy in the lineup, Bordalo will be will be in with the Barracuda. Um, but the, you were hoping he would kind of hit the ground running. And I know he had a, a pretty solid rookie camp, especially that one game where he had two goals and a, a great assist. Um, but again, like Bordalo at this point has played a fair amount of NHL games um, against and that, uh, that game against Vegas, I believe it was a Vegas game. Um, we know Vegas's prospect pool just isn't anywhere near the Sharks prospect pool because they've been, utilizing their assets to try to win cups and they've done that successfully because they won the cup. Um, so yes, the sharks prospects should be look much better than the biggest prospects because they are better, but um, you're, you're hoping for Bordalo to kind of take that step and be the guy that we all expected him to be, especially after watching him in Michigan and, you know, watching kind of, especially the first half of last year when he was named to the uh, AHL all-star game as the Barracuda representative. Um, so it's just, 
a little worrisome that he it feels like he might have plateaued and we know development is different for everybody and some guys plateau for a little bit before they make a step or some guys just never kind of make the step that you hope so um yes stock down right now on thomas bordolo Again, we'll see maybe once we start getting some better, more preseason games where maybe we start seeing some more of the NHL team, um, we can maybe see Bordelow kind of his stock start to rise here a little bit. So um, quick, just mini ones. I think Zadina, despite the injury, um, I think stock is up for him. He's looking pretty solid. Uh, you know, if we'll see what happened with the injury, um, especially playing on, on the uh, hurdle line. Um, I think that's, you know, the Hoffman hurdle uh, Zadina line. We'll see if Zadina is out for any extended period of time, what they do there. Fingers crossed it's it's Eklund who maybe kind of slides in up there. Um, but we'll see with that. And then, you know, I think for the most part, a lot of the forwards, you kind of feel good. You know, maybe some of these guys who are like some of the AHL guys, like a Nathan Todd, his stock is up. I think Ryan Carpenter, um, he could be a legitimate uh, if Bordolo doesn't win the job outside and, and, doesn't or if David Quinn doesn't feel like Bortolo is ready for the NHL at the start of the season and Couture still hurt, um, I think Carpenter is going to be your four C and you just put Granlin at two C, Sturm at three C, and Carpenter at four C until Couture gets back because you know exactly what you're getting out of Carpenter. And I think Carpenter's looked pretty solid so far um, in the preseason. So some of these AHL guys, you're gonna your veterans, you're gonna feel really good about where what they can contribute with this Barracuda team. So. Um, that's it for the forwards. We'll get to the defenseman here in a second. But before we do that, do need to take a quick break. And talk to you about our good friends over at DoorDash. And if you're like me, you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery. You can stock up for the week or order that last minute craving conveniently. Um, nothing worse than trying to like get ready to start cooking dinner. And then you realize you don't have that one thing and you've already unpacked the kit, like, especially like me, right? You've already unpacked the kids. They're doing their homework. I can't just, it's too much of a hassle to just pack them all up to go to the store to get one thing. Uh, DoorDash totally comes in the clutch there. Uh, you've trusted the DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll be uh, find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You get exactly what you order or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked it yourselves. And if you want more value, you can save all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Uh, limited time offer terms do apply. That's 50% off up to $20 minimum uh, subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app uh, in the App Store and enter the code LOCKED. Don't forget that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, um, moving back, yeah, back to the blue line. Um, I think we know two guys. I'm just going to kind of lump them together with with their. It's Shakir Mukhamadulin and Henry Thren. Um, Both these guys looking like future foundational pieces for the Sharks' core. Uh, Thren. We'll start with Henry Thren, who I think is more 
closer. Uh, is more likely to start the season um, with the Sharks than Muka Madulin. Um, Henry Thrun just, I wrote about it on Inside the Rank. He looks like a player who is going to be a thousand game NHL defenseman for a team or in the NHL. He just looks like one of those guys where it's just everything kind of comes naturally. He looks smooth. Um, Shang wrote about uh, Henry Thronsay and how he wanted, you know, working on his stick positioning, um, spending the summer doing that. And you can see that that stuff's paying off. Um, we know David Quinn absolutely loves, loves him some Henry Thrun. Um, and I, I, at this point, I think it's going to be hard pressed to not have Thrun on the team, especially with the lack of offensive options. And there's really not anybody who can run the power play right now. And Thrun's been getting an option. He's been getting the opportunity, right? Every time he's he is a defenseman in the game, he has been the power play one um, uh, quarterback for for the team. And he's done a good, pretty solid job with it. Um, the power play last night looked super dangerous. Um, I know they, they only scored one there, but... Um, he's doing exactly what you need to do, even if it's just making kind of the smart plays, getting it to the open guys and keeping the puck moving. And I think that that's going to bode well for him uh, as he continues to gain confidence and gain just experience, right? Um, yeah, I will probably early next week, I would, we'll probably do a, maybe a first look at potential roster uh, where, where we have things as, at some point here soon. So we'll probably do that. It's going to be hard for me to not put Henry Thrun on this team again, even with Burroughs and Shimmicks and everybody else on this team right now. It's going to be hard to not just because I think he offers something that the other defensemen just do not offer right now. So, um, and then Shakir Mukumadulin, who is looking like he's on his way to being a great player for the Sharks. And um, Quinn did say he's most likely. He's going to start the season AHL, right? We knew we know that that's going to happen. It's the best thing for him, right? He's played, you know, what twenty games over in North America. I mean, counting preseason games and you know his AHL games, he's played what twenty games in the AHL in the NHL or you know in North America. It's going to take some time, but you see, you see the pieces are there, and I love him partnering with Vlasic, especially is how much he can learn from Flasic, right? We know with Mukwa Dulin, it's all about, he has all the tools in the world. He's got the size, he's got, you know, all the physical tools. He needs to work on kind of the mental side of the game. Uh, what better player to learn from than Mark Edward Flasic, who's built an entire career on just being smarter and knowing exactly where to be. Uh, not saying Vlasic is some, you know, schlub as an athlete, but, you know, when you think of Vlasic, you think about the tactician part of, of it. And, if any part of that can rub onto Mook Madulin, like it's going to do so much for him to kind of see his, his game flourish. So um, you, you got to be feeling, especially compared to where this Sharks blue line pro was, you know, 18 months ago, you got to be feeling really good about the direction it's heading. Um, stock down defensively is a little tough. Uh, Redeem Shimmick, of course, getting injured. And that, that's been the story of Shimmick's career, right? It's been that availability, right? And I know last year he missed, you know, a, two big uh, chunks of time due to a concussion. Um, he's dealt with some other injuries. And it seems like, it doesn't seem like as long-term as we expected. Uh, I think Quinn said 
maybe a little bit longer day to, than day today. So whatever that is. So I would say, I guess, maybe a week or two. Um, we should know some more here by the end of the week uh, or even by the time you're listening to this with, with Shimmick. But, you know, it, it's it's going to be, I, I know the contract. I know Shimmick is kind of a beloved player, but he's just getting passed over, right? I mean, would you rather play Henry Thrun or redeem Shimmick right now? I'd rather play Henry Thrun. Even, you know, uh, Nikita Ahochuk, who's, who's kind of the shimmick mold of a rough and tumble uh, defenseman. We, you know, Ahochuk, he looked okay the other night, but like, he, again, he's much younger and he's going to be potentially part of the Sharks' future. Um, even guys like Burroughs, who we've seen already, <laughs> more than willing to kind of get chippy with it. Um, I just, I just think there's other options, much cheaper options than redeem Shimmick. And I, I just, I feel bad because I, I, I just, I don't know what you do with redeem Shimmick at this point. And, you know, maybe he goes down and plays in the AHL. Um, it can help those guys to develop. Um, but again, that's still taking away ice time from younger players who needs that ice time, right? Whether it's, you know, if Daniel Rock makes the Barracuda or uh, Shakira Mukumadulin or whomever's down there, like that, that's taking ice time away from your future guys. So, and you can't trade redeem Shimmick. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place with, with Shimmick right now. So, um, but the other defenseman, I, I, I'm going to kind of trans kind of, put this all together, but stock down on the transition game, right? Um, we saw it, especially on Tuesday night's game of just how rough it was for the sharks to kind of get the transition going. And again, I know it's preseason and you try not to read into it, but those type of signs are, you know, those are symptoms of, of potentially bigger issues for the sharks of ever not being able to start clean transitions and every puck is basically up and out up off the glass and out and that's fine occasionally but when you're doing that every time that makes your forwards have to work so much harder to to just fight for the puck and all the you know 50 50 pucks well they're 50 50 pucks because half the time you don't win them right um a clean transition starts your offense if you're kind of having to you know like the, the football saying, right? Three clouds and a, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. You're basically having to do that just to get into the neutral zone. And then this can the offensive zone is exhausting and it's hard to have sustained offense that way. And I worry, especially if with Mukba Dillon, who I think can start the transition, Thrun, I think, can get there eventually as he continues to play more. Um, you know, but like Vlasic, Ferraro, like all the Benning, Burroughs all these guys, their games are kind of the simple pass to get out. And yes, that'll work. But sometimes you need special players to do special things to make special offense. And I'm, I'm worried that the sharks, especially with Eric Carlson, um, that's going to be a, an issue throughout the season. I'm just getting the puck cleanly out of their zone to start offense. So um, before we continue, we look early goalie battles and whose stock I think is kind of up and whose stock is a little bit down um, do want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Proudly a part of the Lockdown Network. We cover your team every day. Uh, we will be back next week. We'll, uh, of course, cover the preseason game from the weekend. Uh, like I said, we'll probably do a kind of an early, you know, early lines. Who makes the team? Who doesn't? Uh, maybe even look at some potential Barracuda lines, which would be fun as well. Uh, so we're going to probably do that at some point early next week. We'll do another stock up, stock down at the end of the week as well. Again, as we, you know, 
get through the get ready for the regular season. So uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts, and of course, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. All right, um, the goalies, and we'll continue our positive start. Capo Kakinen, um, we've seen Capo Kakinen have good stretches of play, especially after the Sharks acquired him. And last year was a season to forget for Capo Kakinen. I think he'll be the first to admit that. Uh, I think us watching it would would like to forget what we saw last season, but looked solid against Vegas. Um, and again, if if Capo Kakinen can kind of refine his game. That will be huge for the Sharks, at least going forward, right? It's not like Kapokakinen is some like, uh, not, he's not like his James Reimer, who's you know already on the back end of back half of his career. You know, Kapokakinen just turned 27, and we know sometimes goalies do take a little bit longer to kind of get things going here. And but I, I thought Kapokakinen looked pretty good um, in that game against Vegas. He looked, you know, just looked controlled and calmed. Um, and that's, that's what you need from him and making those kind of big saves. And again, wasn't like super, super tested against Vegas. Um, you know, that was not a NHL caliber team, but it could be one of those nice building block moments for Capo, you know, just baby steps to kind of rebuild that confidence and get him back to where sharks and sharks fans need him to be right as a potential long-term um, decision for or long-term piece for the Sharks, um, especially going into a contract year. Um, you're, the Sharks are going to have to decide what they want to do with him this offseason. Do you trade him at the trade deadline if he's turned into anything? Um, do you let him walk in free agency? Do you resign him? Do you resign him to like a one-year deal? Whatever you want to try to – plenty of time to discuss Kapokak in his future, but um, at least a good first start, right? Um, on the flip side – Mackenzie Blackwood, um, not the greatest first impression, right? Uh, especially, you know, the first 10 minutes of, of the game on Tuesday night against the Ducks, where um, not, again, Owen Zellweger is going to be a great, great player, but that is a goal uh, Mackenzie Blackwood needs to stop. Um, and give him credit, though. Settled down after that, was, was lights out of the rest of the game. Um, you know, didn't allow a goal, knowing goal they had was at the end on an empty netter uh but still giving up three goals in the first what 10 minutes of the game or whatever it was tough tough debut (laughs) tough debut for Mackenzie blackwood so i still expect blackwood to be the opening night starter um just because again my career brought him in uh kapokakinen was part of the previous regime uh the joe will who's still there but anyway Right, Mackenzie Blackwood, Mike Greer, known him from previous, you know, his previous uh, stops, um, has, has worked with him. I expect him to be kind of. I, I expect Mackenzie Blackwood to be the starter. And it was one game. Ducks just came out and were the better team that night. Um, we shall see, though, if, if Blackwood can kind of. He says he's healthy. He says he's ready to go. Big year for Mackenzie Blackwood as he tries to kind of reestablish himself in the NHL. So, and then another player who's looking to establish himself, Georgie Romanoff. And again, not the greatest start, right? And at a game where 
on Wednesday night where your team was by far the better team, right? Go listen to the episode yesterday where you could just how dominant the Sharks were, especially when it came to shots, shot attempts, high quality shot, whatever metric you wanted to look at, the the Sharks were the better team against the Ducks. Um, despite having, you know, less of an NHL roster, right? It was more of a Barracuda roster uh, with the exception of a few players, especially in the forward department, right? It was, um, Zadina was really kind of the only established NHL player. And even Zadina, we, we know what, what what's up with Zadina, but um, there was some, some soft goals that I know Romanov definitely wants back. And um, I, I, I I still, I'm, we'll see what Magnus Corona does this weekend. I think he's expected to get the start on Saturday. Um, and then we'll probably, with the last two preseason games, see more of Blackwood and Capo Kakinen. Um, But right now, even just because Corona hasn't done anything, you have to say he's leading that early battle um, to be the Barracuda backup. We still don't know Itu Makanemi's uh, status when the season starts. Um, but, it, you know, expect. I think Corona to get the bulk of the starts or, you know, a good chunk of starts at the beginning of the season for the Barracuda. Um, he could also have a tire fire start on Saturday night. And then we could be back at square one and talking about how, but all the goalies look bad. So, uh, except for Capo Kakinen. So let's hope Capo Kakinen can kind of refund his form. So um, that's going to be it for me. Stock up on the weekend it's here um stock down on another week work week their work weeks are dumb um all weekends all the time but no um thank you guys for for making lockdown sharks of course your first listen probably a part of the lockdown network um again you cover your team every day so make sure you follow along wherever you get podcasts if you're on apple uh please leave a nice review it means a lot right now especially uh you know people getting back into hockey Got to help the old Apple algorithm to know that Lockdown Sharks is a good podcast to listen to. So uh, spread the word, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Um, if you're on YouTube, you haven't subscribed yet. Uh, I don't know what to do with you, man. You just hit subscribe, hit like, all the fun stuff. Um, because, yeah, that, if you want to help me out the best, uh, YouTube is the best way to help out your old pal, JD. Um, and then you can, of course, follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole until tomorrow or Monday, whatever. Bye, friends.